Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hi, fellow listeners, and welcome to episode 44 of Can I Pick Your Brain? Today, I'm honored to be picking the brain of Matt Shoup. Matt has an incredible story. He went from being $170,000 in debt and getting fired from his job to building a multi-million dollar business painting walls. He then retired at the age of 34 and then decided to go into public speaking, writing, and coaching. Matt is also a father of two and you don't want to mess with him because he is a jujitsu ninja. Matt, welcome to the show, and thanks for letting me pick your brain. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on the show. I'm good. Couldn't you have done karate? I mean, jujitsu is so hard to say. I'm like jujitsu. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, you know, it is. And everybody, yeah, everybody asks what it is, and and then they ask if it's like karate, and they'll yeah. like they'll do the karate chop motion at me, and I'm like, <laughs> it's not, it's nothing like that. But uh, yeah, I did karate I as well. When I was younger, <laughs> I was a big weightlifter, like a big uh, uh, meathead in college, and I, I could bench press all kinds of weight. And I remember I, I started training, you know, some martial arts, and I go into this jujitsu school, and uh, I said, "Yeah, I want to, I want to practice with you guys." And they said, "Well, go with that guy over there," and right. he was half my age and half my size. And I was like, "Are you sure?" And they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're sure." And he uh, he rolled me up and and spit me out, had me no crying. way. It was, it was quite an ordeal. Really, I would have loved to see that. <laughs> So yeah, uh, we, we threw the it's it's not on recording anymore, man. We got rid of that. Oh, and you're teaching it now to your kids, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. My daughter just started. My son, he got in there for a bit. He's taking a break, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, my daughter joined, and then I help uh, help out instructing the kids at, at uh, our academy where I train. It's really really cool. I, I try to. Te- I love tennis. Uh, I know it's not martial arts, but you know, there's a bit of motion there with the wrist and the arms. And I tried teaching my son tennis, but he just gave up after a while. And, uh, you know, it, I, I feel like every dad out there listening, you know, if you've got this sport that you're really, you know, you're really into and you, you, your dream is that your son, you know, it, you could play with your son when you're older or whatever it is. And then yeah. when they're not into it, you're like, oh, come on, come on, just just try one more time, you know. But it, it is a, it's that balance. You know, my son, he's very uh, he's he's very sensitive. My daughter, she's like, I'll kill you. I'll kick you in the nuts. She says that a lot. And, uh, <laughs> really? So yeah, it's it's a fine line of of not being the pushy parent and then and then burning him out. I've seen a lot of those kids, but yeah, I, I think he'll he'll come back. He'll, he he comes to my tournaments and supports me a lot, and and he'll he'll be back. I'm I'm not worried about it. Yeah, how old is he? Uh, he'll be nine here in November. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And you know, um, I want to get into your story a little bit here because when you were yeah. when you were just like a year older than your son is right now, you were ten years old. Um, you actually founded your first business. Um, mowing lawns and shoveling snow. Totally, yeah. And, and hopefully the IRS won't come after me now for <laughs> the business I had when I was ten. Yeah, but it was a uh, it was my cash business, right? I, I'd run around the neighborhoods knocking on doors, and you know my parents said, "Hey, go find a way to make money." I said, "All right, cool." I took the lawnmower out and uh, yeah, went and shoveled snow and, and mowed lawns, and then uh, peddled candy out of the locker in, in middle school. Um, you, you they didn't like that though in, in middle school. They they almost threw me out of school for that. Are you serious? 
No way. Oh yeah, yeah. I, there was a school store, and then I just I just competed, you know, by a couple pennies with oh, that's the hilarious. school store. So I had kids lining up outside my locker around the corner from the school store, and uh-huh. uh, they caught wind of it. And yeah, I, I wish at that at that point somebody would have kind of taken me and, and encouraged <laughs> me more uh, to be an entrepreneur. But but they didn't. I never did well, uh, Daniel. Like in the formal uh, school setting, the sit down, shut up, do what you're told kind of environment. So. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a big part of my story and, and where I'm at today. I feel like your story is is very much aligned with my story, which is really cool. So I'm very excited about this uh, uh, this episode. Uh, but I want to go back to the ten year old for a second because I feel like what intrigues yeah. what intrigues me is what motivates a ten year old to want to earn money. I mean, I look at my kids, I look at the kids in this generation. I, I'm only 32 and I talk like I'm a grandfather. But to be honest with you, the kids these days they're literally you know playing Angry Birds and you know sitting on phones and, and iPads. Uh, and then there's there's no interest in in making money. I mean, what what motivated you yeah. as a ten year old to to start earning money? You know, I love. I think as I've shared my story, I don't know that anybody's ever asked me that that particular question. But yeah, you know, I see these kids on these like iPads and phones, and I'm like, hey, where where did you? How did you get that? And who paid <laughs> for it? Because because I don't think it was you. Right. Um, you know, gro- growing up, um, you know, we weren't we weren't poor, we weren't rich. I think we just you know our family uh, got by. I'm the oldest of four kids, and my parents just. Uh, I think I got four dollar a week allowance, right? And mm-hmm. I'd go buy some baseball cards, but they're like, hey, anything above and beyond that. Um, You've got to go. You've got to go figure it out. And uh, you know, so I figured it out. I just I remember the first goal that I set, uh, which I, I think is important for anybody at any age. Um, you know, my son's got a, a four hundred dollar goal right now. But I said, hey, I want a boombox. I want one of those uh, you know CD cassette player big boombox deals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew it was two hundred dollars. I knew I got about twenty bucks to to mow a lawn. So I you know I put the numbers down and and just went after it. Uh, but but that was my thing. You know, I think uh, other other kids that I knew at that time. They didn't need to worry about that because they would they would get things just handed to them. Yeah, that's amazing. I I actually just took my son out, my oldest son, he's eight, uh, for pizza the other day, and he's he's become very into money. Like you can you can uh, you could tell he, the questions he asks, like when we go shopping or whatever it is, he says, "Oh, how much was that?" And I usually say, "Well, it's none of your business. Why why do you care how much I'm you know spending on this?" And yeah. He's like, he's just very interested. And so I sat down with him and I decided, you know, what, let's have him. I didn't think I was going to have a money talk with him until you know at least fifteen or whatever, but. I, I yeah. said, you know, I started discussing him, uh, you know, money and charity and the importance of giving to charity and the importance of saving up and earning, you know, earning your way. And so he said, well, I want to start saving. So I said, all right, yeah, love it. all right, all right, fine. So I said, okay, well, whenever you do um, something around the house that's really hard, you know, something that we decide it's, it's hard, um, we're going to give you the equivalent of a quarter. So in Israel, it's a shekel. But I guess it's around a quarter or whatever, thirty cents, and uh-huh. um, and and we'll we'll buy you this big jar, and every time you do a chore, you you know put it in the jar, and you'll save it up. And he got so excited, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to buy an iPad," and I'm thinking in my head, he's going to be about fifty six by the time he can afford an iPad with you know, totally whatever. Course, <laughs> but whatever, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll up the you know we'll up the ante after a while. But it was amazing. Mm-hmm. He ran. We went home, and he ran up the stairs uh, to the to the the playroom, the children's playroom, and he started cleaning the playroom. And he's like, "Okay, so you're going to give me you know going to give me a shekel, um, you know, for my work." And it it was like, wow, you know, this is this is how I think. I, this is how I want my kids to grow up, you know, not expecting things to come, but but learning to earn your way through life. 
You know what I mean? It, exactly. Yeah. And it's been, I, you know, and I knew just, just being in business and, and knowing how I learned and, and what I learned that that would always, always be something that, uh, that I'd impart into the kids. I mean, since Riley was probably six or seven, yeah, we'd figure out ways for him to, to make money and understand it. And yeah, we do the, you know, spend, save, give, and, and then we'll match what he saves for, you know, bigger purchases and things like that. So yeah, it's been it's been really cool to uh, to see. Now he's teaching his sister, and she's mm-hmm. jumping on the bandwagon too. She's five, right? And, and speaking about you know savings, that you you were in a hundred seventy thousand dollars debt. You know, I mentioned that in the intro, um, and you were yeah. you were around what twenty three years old then, um, and and you got fired from your job. You know, I really want to sort of understand. You know, how did it affect you? Uh, what were you going through, and and did you have these these sort of these recurring thoughts like I'm never going to get out of this, I'm never going to get out of this? You know, no. Um, I, you know, I think everybody's wired a certain you know certain way. People are just to react to certain things, and I mean, I've always just you know I've always identified as just just being a fighter. You know, having people say, "Hey, you can't do this," and then I say, "Well, well, fine, I'm going to go do it." Then, um, yeah, graduated college. I made I made about six figures uh, painting houses with a college student painting company in college and uh the the culture of the the group of people i ran around with at that time from about 18 to you know 22 was you know spend more than you make so yeah i graduate i'm i'm a 170 so in in debt and um i was hating my job daniel at the at the bank and then when they let me go i just i, I look back and i say that was the best worst day of my life but um i remember that that moment for me when i when i had to make that decision i think as entrepreneurs uh, be, before we get into the action of anything there's really got to be that that mental decision that you know whether it's a spiritual mental just all in decision i'm literally standing with like everything i own in a banker's box wow. and before i stepped into the parking lot to, to step into my car i just said hey um you know, i'm never working a i'm never working for anybody again um th- that was not cool to get fired and b you know i'm going to go become a millionaire and that was a very you know a young focus that i had i wouldn't say that matters to me at all now that that we've achieved that but uh, i just made that decision and and really i got pissed man like i'm <laughs> i'm wired to be that very dominant aggressive like here's a problem i'm going after it i'm going to go steamroll through and that's really what i did so i jumped in the car and um called a couple of painting buddies and said hey we're going to go crack this painting thing open again and and we did so no. yeah that i mean that's what happened at that that moment that was march 2005 2005 what what inspired you though i know you were angry but was there any positive uh, sort of books or or mentors that you had um, that inspired you? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I was I was just I was dr- I was very driven by the fact that you know I was I was recently married. I know that my wife uh, wanted to eventually stay at home and, and be a mom, and I knew what that would take from a financial standpoint. And um, I, you know, and I read the Rich Dad Poor Dad, and you know, the uh, Four Hour Work Week. I got introduced to uh, Dave Ramsey and a lot of his money teachings um after yeah. about a year and a half we made some really good money in the painting business and i was like wow you know i'm making great money but if i continue down this path and formula of of spending all of it plus more you know that's not going to be good so those were some real inspirational uh books and and thought leaders at the time i, I want to get into that a little bit more uh, a little later but first i wanted to i wanted to just point out that there are a lot of people who are listening to this who are in debt you know, um, and in fact, I, I, I was at one point in my life, I was kicked out of my apartment onto the streets with my wife and son. And I guess, what would you say to the people listening who feel that there's no way out of it? What would be your advice to them? 
You know, I uh, yeah, no, and I and I appreciate you asking that. I I meet and and speak with a lot of people that that are in debt, and uh, you know, the, my first question is, you know, how how did you get here? Walk me through the steps of, you know, w- what you did and when you did it and how you spent. What were the decisions that that were made or things that transpired? Because it's not always like, hey, I made a, made a bad decision. Maybe somebody gets sick and there's medical bills. But but if if it's uh, apart from that, you know, if it's actions that that got you there, is find out what those are, and then you know, obviously change those those actions and and those habits. Um, for me, I, I understood what got me there. I understood what I needed to do to stop that. But then, um, you know, I, I I wrote it. You know, I just wrote it up on the wall. I said, "Here's when we're going to be at net zero, and, and really set and, and achieve goals and put some timestamps on them, like any you know smart goal." Mm-hmm. And um, you know, for me, I got I got really I got really pissed <laughs> and, and upset at the debt, and it was really fun just to wipe it out dollar by dollar. Um, but but honestly, you know, I'd say uh, to the people that I've met here. Also, that are in debt is they 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 really beat themselves up. They're they're really hard on themselves. And I'm like, you know, listen, uh, if if you can, you know, can can you eat? Do you have a roof over your head? Or are you just you know you're getting by with the basic surviving? And then just just go after it and, and attack it. Can, can you take uh, us through so, that your your first moments of of being debt free? That that last paycheck or whatever it was, whatever that amount was, what was it like paying off that final amount? Yeah, you know, I, I remember when uh, we, we, this was like 2008, and, and we actually, uh, and I'm funny, I'm, I'm wired really weird, man, so people are going to think I'm crazy, but I remember we, we actually paid off our, our home uh, in, in like 2008, and wow. I remember, uh, it was funny, I called up the, the mortgage, oh my goodness. Yeah, called up the mortgage company, and I said, what's the payoff, and I said, great, I'll be sending that in, what time do I have, what date do, no, I, do I have? Right. how much was it? And then she tries to pitch me another mortgage, I'm like, ah, you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I remember that. I I, I put the check in the in the mail, and how, I was how like, much was awesome. it for? Sorry, what's that? What was the amount of the check? Oh man, I, you know we we were kind of chunking at it because you know at this point we we had gotten down. I mean we we had gotten out of debt. We had broken even, and then we started saving, and then you know paying off you know car loans, school <laughs> loans, and then we went after the house. But I, I think the last the last check was like twenty or thirty grand. But I had kind of chunked at it leading leading up to that time. So when you wrote that um, that, that thirty thousand dollar check to get you completely debt free, and that means you also owned your own home, that must have been incredible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was cool. And and you asked kind of the feeling and, and what transpired, but I mean I literally I dropped I dropped the thing in the mail and I said, Awesome, this is great and then I just I said, What's next? You know, I kinda wow. I just kinda went back on to the to the <laughs> next thing. I mean, I think it was just as cool to go through the the journey of doing that as it was to hit that top of the mountain. Again, but I'm but I'm very much wired to um always need a new mountain to climb or have a new goal to to go after which which can be good but it can also i don't think i appreciated it as much as i could have at the at the time Mm. so that's incredible and you had a you didn't just turn around you had a major turnaround i mean you started um you as you mentioned the business uh with painting painting houses and you started with just a hundred dollars in your pocket is that right yeah and you grew up to a multi-million dollar business you know i asked what the minimum uh, opening requirement was of, of a bank account to start a business account and it was a hundred dollars and I'm you know I, I, I would doubt I even really had that to spare so yeah I opened the account and then uh, I went out and I did a lot of uh, door knocking and, and street you know street canvassing and things like that to get the uh, get the business going and then you know I, I cash flowed a lot of the business by taking deposits on on jobs that I was scheduling so those first few months were tough um, it was just just trying to keep one one dollar in front of the next that that mm-hmm. I owed 
But did you, Matt, did you get out of debt first before you started the business or did you start the business while you were still in debt? Yeah, you know, I was I was still in still in debt at, at that point. Okay. So I mean, I I just I, I was doing it all together. So yeah, that uh, you know the moment I told you about, which was end of uh, two thousand eight, from you know March of 05, so clo- close to a four year period. So over four uh, years, that, you that paid off really you paid off the total going. amount of debt. I'm sorry, what's that? I'm saying over four years, you 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 pretty much paid off every penny of the debt that you had. Y- yes, exactly. What I what I'm trying to understand is who you know who would have thought that you can make that much money painting walls? I mean, of all the of all the businesses that I that I've seen, you know, multi million dollar businesses. I mean, painting is definitely the, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, uh, someone doing it by painting walls. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's it's an interesting uh, business and industry. I, I did it in college, and and I always share with people that it's it's not a sexy business. I mean, you're out there, you know, it's hot, and you're and you're working hard. It's a blue collar, very you know, manual labor, trade labor type of thing. But I mean, there's the the industry is just flooded with a lot of uh, painters that don't understand business, and I really approached everything that hey i'm a business owner i'm an entrepreneur first and we we happen to do it by painting so hmm, you know, that's just very make, interesting. making sure yeah that you that you know what kind of margins you're running at and, and projecting goals and and taking care of your customers and doing the right thing and there's just it, it's it's easy um yeah it's not hard to be the best in a painting industry here where we live um hmm. Just the, the competition just doesn't do a great job of really understanding just some of the basics of business. So you basically took a skill and managed to scale it, which a lot of people, you know, that, that's where they, they get stuck. You know, you get uh, someone who's good at photography, someone who's good at graphic design, somebody who's good at coaching, whatever it is that their skill yeah. is. I, I feel like a lot of um, people struggle with being able to scale up because they always say, well, I can't clone myself. You know, I, I'm a great graphic designer, but how do I, you know, I can't clone myself. I can't make, you know, so what do I do? So I guess, uh, can you take us through, for, you know, for our, for our listeners, how do you scale a business like that? I'll, I'll tell you what I do is is uh, be really really bad at the trade that you perform for your customers. So uh, <laughs> I, I think as a photographer or or a cake baker, what you know, whatever it is, uh-huh. when you're really good at that, um, it's it's hard to step away from it. I'm actually, you know, we've done twenty two million dollars worth of painting uh, in in our market here, in northern Colorado, and and I tell people I I don't like painting. I'm not good at painting. Wow. And, and whenever I have gotten involved in it, to the few times that I did, I've I've screwed things up. So, um, <laughs> I, I take yourself out of the equation is is the big thing. So you know if you're if you're the painter and you're great at it, and uh, you know say hey if I broke both my legs tomorrow and I couldn't climb a ladder, right. uh, can this business continue to generate revenue? without me and, and that's and that's hard because i mean i know a lot of people that are great at their trade and their craft and then they're proud of that uh they don't want to give up that control so that's that's a hard thing and uh, honestly a lot of business models um uh, the, the company isn't charging enough to then remove the business owner from the equation because right. they're performing the work so you're really just an employee of yourself you're an employee of your of your own company a hundred percent so so, yeah, and your boss was really, really crazy. You got a crazy boss, right? You got a, yeah, you got the craziest boss ever, for sure. So, did you have a business plan? Did you did you know that you were going to scale it up? Did you have a plan of action? You know, I, I did, and, and you know, I'm not one that that could really speak about, or have I ever written a formal you know business plan to take to a bank or anything like that? I've never taken a formal uh, business course, but I you know I wrote down after I got let go from the bank. I said, ah, you know, I I think we can do a half million bucks. So I wrote I wrote that <laughs> down, and I and I figured. 
after about a week of knocking on doors and uh, one thing I'd really recommend is just figuring out your numbers and your ratios and what, mm-hmm. what produces your money. Um, yeah, I figured out uh, how, how much I could generate in sales and what I needed to do to do that and then just, just went after it. And, and again, it was really, man, those first two, three years, it was fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it wasn't about, it probably wasn't three weeks or so till we actually got like a, like a legitimate bookkeeping system installed and operating. But, um, yeah, I mean, my business plan was I wrote the number down on the whiteboard and I, and I saw it every day and just made sure I was chipping away at it. And you know what, Matt, those, those are the best business plans. I mean, I, I'm telling you, the, I find that the most successful um, businesses are the ones that literally they just, you know, take out a, a napkin and just, you know, put out some rough numbers. It, you know, it's almost as if the more naive you are, the more you don't know, the better. Because I feel like yeah, when you yeah. when you're using logic, when you're when you're actually coming from like a a sort of like a, 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 um, a university background, like a, a more of a uh, academic background, then you're limited by your beliefs, and your beliefs are based on Absolutely. the logic. Whereas, whereas entrepreneurs, they tend to just literally go, okay, well, I think I could, like you just said, I think I could do half a million. So, I like. If you would have probably gone to an investor or like a, you know, one of these, uh, what are they called? Um, my mind's gone blank now. Um, venture capitalists. They would have said, they would have thrown yeah. you out. They said, nah, cool. what, this is a business plan. Get, get the heck out of here. Um, <laughs> and that's what I love. By the way, did you get any investors along the way to scale, to scale the business? You know, uh, so from uh, 05 when we started up till I think two, yeah, 2009, 2010, everything was all, you know, cash, cash flow in-house. And then uh, we expanded geographically into, into some other markets and it was uh, somewhat of the right place at the wrong time. And, and I had pulled in some outside funding, just some friends and, and promissory notes. But I mean, I, uh, I, I rushed a little bit to pay off some personal things, which then left a little bit less cash in the business. Uh, which which I learned from, but yeah, I mean, other than a real quick stint of pulling in some money, we've uh, completely cash flowed everything in the business. Wow, and I mean, I'm 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 guessing that it was as simple as you know just hiring uh, new staff as and when you needed them. Is that is that how you ran the business at the beginning? You know, it, it was yeah, and and I and I get a lot of these questions from entrepreneurs that are just getting started. They're getting ready to hire their first person, and they say, "Hey, I." I'm so busy. I need to hire somebody, but I'm not making enough money Correct. to hire that person to pay them. So it's it's that hamster wheel. But catch twenty two. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. We we always just took the leap. You know, I encourage entrepreneurs to say, you know, how many hours are you working? What is your time worth? And and how many of those hours are you spending uh, performing tasks that are that are less valuable than what your time is worth? So mm-hmm. so you know, hire somebody and plug them in to do that, and then you'll you'll the money will be there to pay that person. But yeah, we just. Uh, we're, we're hiring right in front of the next uh, person that we needed. And again, just made sure we were a couple dollars right in front of what was going out. Right. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's a risk. But as, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you, kind of, you kind of have to have thick skin. You kind of have to be, be willing to take those risks and, and really jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down kind of thing. Who said that again? Was that Richard Branson? Yeah, I don't. I don't know who said that. I hear that a lot. But I mean, it's, yeah. it's totally, uh, totally true. Um, you know, and I remember a... Uh, a mentor. It was a, a guy. He'd been in the carpet cleaning business for for twenty, thirty years here, and we'd sit and have coffee, and he'd ask about numbers. You know, you go back to the logic versus just just that pure raw emotional. You mm-hmm. know, go after it, and there and there's really no limits. And you know, I'd, I'd share my numbers with him, and he's like, "Ah, oh, there's there's no way, there's no logical way you you can grow that much." And I'm like, "Well, we we did." So <laughs> exactly, uh, but it, it was fun, right? 
And I mean, I, I remember when I, when I hired my first PA, uh, personal assistant, who it, she's incredible, but she's, she charges, um, I think it's around $30 uh, an hour. Mm-hmm. And which, you know, a lot of people will say, well, why don't you go to, you know, uh, the Philippines and hire someone for $3 an hour? Um, but the truth is, again, and, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. But I feel like if you've got this mindset where you, you're kind of trying to cut corners, you're trying to be cheap, it, it just doesn't serve you in the long run. Like you, you have to be willing to put money down. You've got to be putting skin in the yep. game. And I find that also because I, I do a bit of mentoring as well, um, one-on-one coaching. Um, the people who need a coach the most are the ones that say, I can't afford it. I can't pay that price. But yeah, yeah, and then and then when they do, usually those people when they when they jump because I've I've been there too, uh, coaching. They make that investment, make that jump. They Mm. they usually I've seen them get just massive returns. Right, right. But you got to be willing to put yourself out there first um, for 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 you to see the rewards. That's just how it works. Mm -hmm. Now, what's what's incredible though is that you built up your business. Um, It was doing what is it two million a year now. Yeah, we're between two and three million a year. You know, we've decided not to expand anymore geographically uh-huh. or, you know, outside of our, our sandbox. And we, we really like it where it's at right now. But what's incredible is that you basically took yourself out of the equation. You, re- you essentially retired from the business. Um, and then you decide to, you know, go into speaking, writing and coaching. Why would you leave a highly successful business to go into a business that basically most people go into because they don't know how to build their own business? No, exactly. You know what I'm saying. I hope I I hope I didn't just offend like all the coaches out there listening. I mean, you know, but let's face it. You know what? No, but I mean, I it's it's true. And I mean, there's I've I've met with phenomenal coaches out there. But yeah, I also think there's you know in the market there are. It's it's hard for me at least to um, take direction, insight, advice from somebody who's never done it or or has maybe just just read about it. So you know, the coaching and speaking. it's always been, uh, I got asked, I think, to come speak to like a local uh, chamber luncheon. You know, that's kind of how a lot of speakers I know get started. So I, I just really enjoyed it. I was always told to sit down and shut up as a kid. Mm-hmm. So the first time I was asked to speak, I, I just thought that was amusing. And then when I got paid to speak, I thought it was even even more fun. <laughs> right. And, uh, no, I just, I, I love helping people. I mean, I feel like, uh, as, as I've grown, the, one of the main reasons that I've grown, whether I've paid a coach or, or somebody has just been willing to sit down over a cup of coffee and, and pour into me is, uh, you know, I've been poured into a lot and I've gained all sorts of knowledge and experience. And I think to, to leave that, uh, trapped in and, and just keep that to yourself, it, it doesn't do the world of, uh, any favors. Um, so, I mean, just from that standpoint of passing along what you've, uh, what you've known to, to other business owners, and I've got countless stories of, of doing this, um, that's cool. I mean, the, the money's obviously cool, too. And uh, it's funny, I, I stepped away so far from, from the painting company this year, Daniel, is it was almost too far. And I realized that, like, retirement, I don't think I'll ever retire. I mean, I got to the point where, um, you know, I could wake up and do what I want when I want every, every day. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I love the business and I love the people. So, you know, I've, I've slightly adjusted the degree that I'm involved in, in the painting company, um, you know, from a marketing standpoint, cause that's what I really love. And, right. uh, yeah, I'm still speaking, coaching and, and helping people grow. Had you, so have you taken your finger completely off the pulse of the business? Or are you still kind of on the board, um, advising? 
Yeah, you know, we have, we have something we created. It's uh, it's called an executive uh, leadership team. So we meet monthly. Uh, you know, my family and I, we just spent uh, the summer in Spain. So we were in Spain for, for a couple months and you know, I was pretty unplugged then. But no, I mean, I, I any business owner, I think even one that is, uh, you know, stepped away, I, I definitely still keep my finger on, on the pulse. I'm just not involved in, uh, you know, daily operations of, hey, you know, where is this AR? When is this coming in? Right. You know, kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But I noticed that you, you know, like me, you live for your family. Do, do you think that they are what motivated you to succeed? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, waking waking up every day and just knowing that, you know, I don't get to take any of this stuff, right, this money, which is what we measure a lot of this success. And I don't get to bring any of that with me when when I go. So to be able to, to leave that behind and, and leave that story and then those those lessons behind for my for my kids uh, is is awesome. So basically, I saw on one of your posts, um, you had a few questions that you that you posted up. So I figured I'd, uh, I'd whack you. <laughs> I'd whack you with them. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Okay, so if you were given a billion dollars tomorrow, what would you eliminate from your life? With a billion dollars, what would I eliminate from my life? By the way, this is your question. <laughs> when did I write these, man? I, I must have written these a while, a while back. Did I, did I say a billion? I do my homework, Matt. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't. Uh, that's a trick question. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't eliminate uh, anything, man. Like I, I really like, like. I'm looking at it right now. A billion dollars would would be cool. It'd be more zeros. But I, I literally wake up every day and um, don't. Yeah, I wouldn't eliminate anything. Okay, fine. Good answer. What and um, what value would you bring? To, what value do you bring to the world that only you bring? You know, I think the the one the one word uh, that comes up for me is is an igniter. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not so much that slow, steady, stable encourager, mm-hmm. um, but re- really inspiring and, and igniting people to to that are that are in a place where they just they need that that kick that push to to really get going or or in, you know uh, motivation to jump into something would be that that's my that's my gift. By the way, who are the, who are some of the most inspirational people uh, that you follow? Man, I follow follow Jesus. Uh, I love I love Dave Ramsey and uh, his money teachings. I love uh, Anthony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are those are big ones. I, I love that stuff, man. Okay, and what fills you with so much joy and happiness that you would do it all day for free? You know, it's it's what I'm it's what I'm doing right now. Uh, it's you waking up, being able to hang out, hang out with the family, see them off to school, come do business, uh, teach you know teach jujitsu to the kids. Um, travel the world. I mean, that's that's really what I'm doing right now. Very cool. So, going back to the coaching for a second, what, what, there's so many coaches out there, and I noticed that you have a kind of like a unique angle to it. Something called DISC. You know, yeah, yeah. I work a lot in um, uh, you know behavioral dynamics and, and personality profiling, and how that how that plays into you know just just personal professional development, but also growing a company as well. Mm-hmm. So, what does DISC stand for, and how can it help uh, our listeners? Yeah, so I mean, D- DISC is is the acronym that really breaks down the four. You know, there's four uh, emotions that that drive human behavior, right? So you've got the the anger, the joy, the sadness, and the fear emotion. So DISC right. is an acronym that stands. Uh, for those four different personality types that that they've been coined, okay. and uh, it's basically just social science backed by a mathematical algorithm um, that that gives you data that that talks about your observable behavioral tendencies. So it's going to talk about you know how you're going to approach something. So it was no accident that I that I say 
and no coincidence that I say that, hey, I get pissed at stuff and I get really mm -hmm. aggressive. That's just my style. That's my wiring, uh, for, for example. So I help entrepreneurs really uncover what that is and then help them lean into it. So basically, what, what's their driving force, essentially, and, and pretty much uh, work on that? Like with you, it was anger and, and you used it for the, for the, I guess, for the positive Usually anger is a negative trait, but you, you used it to, to motivate you and push you forward. So you, you basically when you coach someone, you're looking for that driving force and then, uh, I guess, fan the flames. Exactly. Yeah. I use, you know, I use the example of every, every personality style is, is very unique. And if you're wired to uh, plug in the, the toaster in the kitchen in the United States, uh, stop trying to plug in the hairdryer in Europe, right? Because, I mean, that, that's just right. going to short circuit. And I meet a lot of... Uh, entrepreneurs, people that I coach, that they're just plugging in the the wrong way, and you give them some clarity on uh, on that new direction, um, and and it really changes the game up for them. Mm. And you wrote a book as well. I did, yeah. I wrote a book in 2011. It's uh, it's called Become an Award Winning Company. Becoming an Award Winning Company, and that's I'm guessing on Amazon. So I can uh, link that up in the yeah. show notes. What's you know, it is uh, one of the things that that we did as uh, the painting company grew is uh, you know I. I was a little hesitant at first, but I went out and, and applied for uh, business awards, you know, local, national, and and the exposure and, and relevance that those brought our company was was pretty profound. Uh, the the free marketing and advertising we received from it was was a lot. Mm -hmm. So I, I literally just went back and I and I put a step by step process of you know what did I actually do and how can I teach this to uh, to other people. Amazing. So. Um, I'm going to link that into the show notes for those listening so if you can grab a copy of that on Amazon. Um, Matt, if you were to give one piece of advice to those listening who are just starting a business or looking to take their business to the next level, what would, what would your advice be? Gosh, I have, I have so much. Um, yeah, don't, don't, don't give up. Don't listen to the, the naysayers. You'll, you'll find uh, when you when you get into business, that like all of a sudden, a lot of people really have have an opinion uh, about what you should do with business based on whatever their experience has potentially been. Um, I got a lot of insight, advice, whatever you want to call it, from people that that really um, you know they didn't go where they wanted to go in business. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of discouragement and and push away and things like that. Uh, and I'd also encourage you to you know find somebody uh, that that is where you want to be, and and reach out you know reach out to them. Um, you know, I'm doing that right now. I'm, I'm getting more and more into real estate investing. So I'm reaching out to people that, that have been there and done that. And you just be really surprised just how many, you know, whether it's an official coach or not, uh, mm -hmm. how many people you, you buy them a lunch or a cup of coffee or whatever, they'll, they'll sit down and, and just tell you everything. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I had a mentor as well when I was growing my, my virtual office business and my call center. And at one point, everything was pretty much going south and I thought I was going to lose the business. And yeah. I, I, I made a phone call to my mentor telling him that I was giving up. I was throwing in the towel and I was just going to go get a regular job because I just can't do this. And he literally just hit me over the head and he's like, Daniel, get off your sorry, you know, self-pitiful ass and, and do something, mm -hmm. you know. And, and that really got me going it really motivated me so uh, you know I, I really find that that entrepreneurship is a it's a lonely journey uh, and I think one of the, the biggest things that people suffer from is loneliness and so yeah, I really like yeah, yeah I really like that piece of advice I think it's just you know really feel you know get somebody who who can keep you motivated keep you stimulated because you know what Monday morning you can get up feeling amazing feel like you're gonna light the world on fire and then Wednesday morning you wake up and you're like 
oh crap, another day. Blow your brains you know? out. Yeah, yeah like, I, might, exactly. I might jump in front of that bus right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. Let's it, not it, give them ideas. But <laughs> no, no, no. Please, please don't do that. I, I disclaimer: do not, do not jump in front of moving vehicles or especially, or especially up, for uh, my eight-year-old listening weapons. to this. You know, <laughs> um, but no, and uh, there's not. There's it is. It's it's lonely. You know, it's it's a lonely journey, and there's not a lot of people that that understand it. And um, and then even you know, I've seen too. Uh, you know, within the community, you get even you get plugged into you know the entrepreneur community and then you start having some success and you know it's interesting um you know people people joke and they say oh emily my wife she married me for my money and i'm like hey i didn't have it. I had <laughs> less than any um you know when we got started and yeah that money when when you start to come across that and you start seeing that success things things can get kind of weird and, and interesting so it's um it's good to be grounded with a good solid group I, i've got a real solid group of guys that that i've really uh, taken this journey with for a really long time that I really confide in. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you'll also see a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, people that want to get to know you or whatever, they kind of come and go based on how they think you're doing in business, which right. is unfortunate, but, but it happens. Right, right. hundred percent. In fact, you know what? You gave me an idea. I, I've been meaning to, to put together like a Facebook group, um, for, for the listeners just to sort of you know really and and to maybe do some sort of like a daily inspiration or daily motivation just to get people you know to to share what they're struggling with and so i think uh i think matt you've inspired me to, to actually get it done so hopefully this week i'm gonna i'm gonna do that so uh for those of you listening if you do want to join it uh, send me an email uh, daniel at danielgeffen.com uh and i will send you the link matt what's the best way for my listeners to get in touch with you yeah, you know, the best way is uh, through my website. It's just mattshaup.com. Uh, and then my email is really easy. It's matt at mattshaup.com. So basically, I mispronounced your name. I said Matt Shoup. This is the part of the show. You know what, man? Everybody, everybody says Shoup, and it sounds cooler, and people will remember <laughs> it usually better that way. Uh, right, so, right. so I'm totally fine. You call me my uh, one side of my family, I think, says Shoup. So, so I really don't know how to well, say my name. Well, I'm not going to mess it up now. Matt Shoup, this has been incredibly inspiring, and it's been really great getting to know you. Thanks for letting me pick your brain. Thank you to all my fellow listeners. I'm looking forward to the day when I'll be picking your brain. You've been listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.